Welcome back, everyone, to season two of Be The One with Aaron and Bonnie. I'm Aaron. And I'm Bonnie. And as you may recall from season one, we are here to help you figure out how to be the one. We're reducing stigma around mental illness, brain illness, and suicide. We're bringing the conversation to everyday places like here right now, and we're happy to be sharing with you how we can change the conversation and bring it to the forefront. If you haven't listened to season one yet, you can do so at uh, Google Play Store, Apple uh, Podcasts, as well as SoundCloud in the links. And today's guest is going to be Doug Meyer, one of our most popular guests from last season. We are, are very excited to have him back. So we are going to get started with Doug Meyer on Be The One. I'm so excited about today's guest. Absolutely and, excited. Yes, and and you're going to recognize the name, Doug Meyer, and he's also a board member of I Understand, and um, so excited to have you here with us today, Doug. Welcome back, Doug. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here and again share with everybody else some of my story and whatever I can do to help anybody else. That is so awesome. So I think like, let's go back a little bit and let's tell us a, a brief summary of your own mental health journey. Well, my mental health journey, or as we seem to be coming to call it now, brain health. Mm -hmm. um, again, I don't even know when it started, but several years ago, and there's such a fine line, I think, between sadness and depression and clinically depressed. And um, with Vani's help and I understand's help um, to get me to speak out more publicly and try to break the stigma that surrounds brain health, that it is a disease. I mean, we could see that brains are wired differently and we need to try to treat it more as a disease and not something that's um, hidden in a corner somewhere you and kind of just said you've people been talking are more and I know before this conversation talk we were talking about how more people are coming out and, and having that conversation. How has that helped you just seeing people start to really open up and knowing that, I mean, honestly, in some way you opening up is, is bringing these people to open themselves. You know, I don't know if I'm bringing a lot of people to open up, but I think with others opening up and this, especially the celebrities that we seem to see more and more speaking out about their challenges and struggles with brain health. I think that does give a little validity to everything else that it's okay. You're not alone. We can talk about it. We can share our stories that may help others and that it is a brain health disease and we do need to talk about it. I'm curious to know what has been your biggest challenge when talking about mental health? And then also, what has been your biggest reward about sharing your story? I don't know if there's been a big challenge. I think once I started to speak out, and whether it's a television interview or a radio podcast, I think it just, it's been freeing to me that it's okay to talk about it and it's healthy to talk about it. And I think too many of us stuff a lot of our challenges and are afraid to talk about things that 
whether we won't be loved, we won't be accepted. And for me, talking about it really helped me from a therapeutic standpoint that, oh, what a relief that I'm not alone. And when strangers come up to me, um, wherever I might be, and say, thank you for speaking out, or I've been suffering from mental health or depression for years, and we have it all through our family, and nobody wanted to talk about it. It was taboo, and now people are talking about it. And, you know, I can continue to talk about it. You know, I think we have a pretty good thing going about more and more people opening up. And it's all from that reduction of stigma. It's amazing. You know, you have people come up and you, you talk, talking to you, and what they're really saying is like, oh, I feel like that too. And I think, you know, we get it in our heads, and we know we do, that we get it in our heads, that I'm the only one with having these fears and having these these problems, issues. Um, and then you realize, wait, no, it's really, it's everybody. Everybody, to some extent or another, is having these issues. Um, and I think it's just for people who are, are now opening up. It, it is so amazing to see what's going on out there. So like with the celebrities and whatnot, and just the acceptance that we're finally, I feel like this is really kind of rounding that very first corner and saying, yep, this is the time where we're going to take charge of this and really start to make a difference. I wanted to go to um, something you said too. You keep saying brain health, and I know that we you know, say mental illness a lot and mental health. So tell us about this change in terminology that you've started to use. Well, I think it helps destigmatize um, mental health. You know, and I think of it, I'm old enough to think back of the mental health, the state mental health hospital in Traverse City that, you know, people were in straitjackets and in little rooms and locked up because they had mental health disorders. And it's just so wrong and inherently wrong. And the more I know about through some of my cancer health studies and nuclear medicine that you can tell a brain that's wired differently, that's an addictive brain or a depressed brain, um, suicidal brain even, that it is a brain disease. Brains are wired differently. And it is treatable through therapy and medications. But I think one of the best things people can do is to talk about it. And again, not only for me to talk about it, it helps my own personal challenges. But the more I talk about it and the more people say that they've been affected by some form of brain health, the more that makes me want to keep going because I'm not only helping others as I'm helping myself. And it's just great validation that we're not alone in this challenge. I really appreciate you opening up and sharing and having the willingness to talk about mental health illness, brain health illness. And I do agree with you on that change because I think about what is wrong with someone when they have a mental health disorder. It's something wrong with their brain and their brain functioning and something that could be not transmitting the way that it's supposed to to the brain. And you know, with I understand and one of our biggest passion is bringing the conversation to the forefront with our definition petition and changing the definition of suicide from one who intentionally kills themselves to a side effect of an illness or pain. Because where's that pain coming from? That pain is coming from not only other things, bullying, financial devastation, heartache, but a brain illness. It's coming from your brain. So I, I really like that change. And, and we at I Understand are going to be using that 
that more and more because I do agree with you that it does reduce the stigma that's attached. And I, I like the idea of, of brain health and brain illness because once you start to look at it as more of a mechanical issue rather than a failure of character, a failure of morals, and you're like, no, the brain is literally just wired differently, it greatly reduces stigma because you're like, it's, it's not anything this person did. It's not their fault. This is who they are. It's how they're wired. And then you can start to um, tinker with ways to kind of bring those mechanics more in line to give somebody uh, a happy and healthy life. Well, I think part of it, just the awareness that, okay, you know, my brain is wired differently than Bonnie's brain and our brains are wired differently than your brain. And there are ways to handle that. I mean, whether it's just positive affirmations, whether it's medication, there's more and more things on the horizon that, okay, we can re reboot the brain. We can change the brain patterns, but first we need to recognize it. And first, and we need to accept it, that it's okay. And we can handle this. We can manage this. And that's stuff it inside ourselves, thinking that there's something that's wrong with us that's not affecting anybody else, and we can't talk about it. A big universal question for me is, is why is every other organ or function in our body accepted to fail when our brain is not accepted to fail? And, and that's where that stigma comes in. So why do we accept heart disease? Why do we accept cancer? Why do we accept um, diabetes? And why do we talk about it? And why do we have all that support for it? But when it comes to a brain health issue, we want to sweep it under the rug and we don't want to talk about it. That's so true. And for me, you know, I've had depression challenges and brain health challenges. And I've also had cancer challenges. And, you know, people will say, how's your cancer? How are you feeling in reference to the cancer challenges? But it doesn't seem to center around brain health or depression challenges. And that's the that's exactly true. We've got to talk about that as you have cancer, you have heart disease. And it's interesting because when someone is diagnosed with cancer, they have a choice. They have a choice of, I'm gonna get treatment, I'm gonna go through the chemo, the radiation, or whatever treatment plan they have. But some people choose not to. Some people choose, you know what, I just, I, I'm gonna let nature take its course, I'm gonna let the cancer affect me, and I'm gonna die without going through that. Now, we don't look at that as suicide. We don't look, we look at that as their choice to go without treatment, but if someone with a mental brain illness does that and end up dying, then it's taboo and it's not talked about and it's swept under the rug. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. And for me, though, it's, you know, people will talk about my cancer issues and but they won't say you're so brave talking about cancer. They won't say you're so brave in fighting your cancer and you're so brave in dealing with your cancer. But the minute I do a podcast or I do a radio or TV interview of some kind, oh, that was so courageous. That was so brave that you came out and talked about it. Well, what's the difference? I mean, it's a disease like anything else. And again, we need to treat it like that. And again, I don't look at it as courageous. I look at it as help and therapy for myself and others. It just goes back to the stigma and what we're trying to do here, but it goes back to the stigma of previously 
really 20th century before it was a matter of just a moral failing. You were like that because maybe it's a, especially, you know, talk like back like medieval times, like, oh, it's a, a possession. It's when you don't understand the organ itself. And, you know, a heart is a pretty easy thing to understand, but the brain is the most amazing organ in our body. It is the one that we know the least amount about, and we're still learning every day, and that's beautiful. But, you know, when you don't understand what how something works, you just assume that it's just bad. So when people talk about bravery, it's because they don't think that they could necessarily do it, I think, because of the stigma. And a lot of people don't. And that's part oh, of the absolutely. problem. And that's absolutely. part of the problem why the suicide rate is so high as it is. Mm-hmm. And um, But, you know, talking about stigma, I think of Doug and another issue or challenge that he has has had or at least like being you know in his company people may have said when you look at people's perception of their lives well Doug what do you have to be depressed about where do I start (laughs) (laughs) you know but that's no and I don't mean it like that but it's that's a common question and a wonder like you have it all but I don't right and but who does right and Yeah, I've been very fortunate and I'm very grateful for the things that I do have. But that doesn't make me any less healthy from a brain health or a cancer health or a heart health than anybody else that seemingly might have more challenges. Mm -hmm. And it makes you human. You're human, just like all of us. Really? And, <laughs> Did you know that? I mean, maybe, maybe like superhuman, um, but but you are human, like all of us. And and sometimes I think that's why I I'm so proud of you for opening up because you break down that barrier. See, nobody's immune from it. I guess would be the right. It's you know, and I've said many times that rich, poor, young, old, black, white, male, female, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It is like heart disease or cancer, it affects anyone and everyone. And again, we just can't talk enough about brain health and that there is help for brain health illness. Yeah, I was just thinking as, as we were talking about, like you were saying proud of Doug and I was like, I figured out the word I was looking for, weakness. We so often see a, a brain health issue as a weakness. So I think when people are, and and correct me if I'm wrong, this is opinion here, but when somebody says, oh, you're so brave, it's because you're showing a weakness. And the world doesn't like to see weakness. Even though we all have weaknesses, we're all weak in certain ways, strong in certain ways. I think that's a big part of the stigma is, oh, your brain is deficient because you have this illness, so you're weak. And how nice is it that you're able to, to show that, knowing that there's like a lot of sharks, and especially as a public figure like you, Doug, like coming out it's it's quite a bit different than somebody who's just you know talking to their friends because you've got such a large platform does that make sense was that yeah yeah oh absolutely and i think though that one thing that to remember is that it doesn't matter if you you know so many people fight this battle alone and they don't have anyone and they don't have anyone to understand and i think that's one of the reasons why someone like doug when he speaks out and he can get his voice out there and talk about the the importance of sharing your story. That allows that person that may be alone to look and say, you know, if Doug Meyer can open up and Doug can talk about this, you know, maybe I can find someone. And, you know, it's like be the one podcast, right? Absolutely. I mean, it takes one person 
to understand, you know, mm-hmm. and will you be that one? And for us, Doug, I mean, it's uh, we're so appreciative of everything that you do for the organization. I understand to participate and be the one podcast, but everything that you do throughout not just our community, but through the country. So we really appreciate that bravery and courage that you have. Here we go again. It's not <laughs> by, <laughs> no, but it is, and again, it's not. It's and the more I talk about it, the better I feel because I'm helping myself and I'm helping others yeah. and. People may seem to differ, but we're not crazy. We're not nuts. Yeah. Our brains are wired mm-hmm. differently. All of our brains are wired differently. Yeah. And again, there's help out there for brain health issues and challenges. And just talking about it is one of the biggest things we can do to help ourselves yeah. and we help others along the way. And I think that right there is what you said, just talking about it. Talking about it is the number one thing that we can all do. And, and just have Absolutely. the courage to do it. Brain, it's okay. Brain illness is not weakness. It is not weakness at all. I just have a bumper, a bumper sticker and put my website. It's not weakness. It's wiring. Hmm. Yeah. That's I mean, a that's a good one. That's, thank you. I like that's a good one. Head. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm selling on my website there for $2.50. But it, it, that's what it comes down to is, is, is once you get past that notion that I'm weak. Because for me with my depression, it was I'm weak. Everybody else, how are they able to just live these normal lives? And I'm doing everything they're doing. Why isn't it working? I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm weak. And it, I wasn't weak. I was just wired differently. And I didn't understand. So I couldn't act appropriately and within what I needed to do to be able to, to function. And you know, we, you talked earlier about for some people it's positive affirmations or it's therapy. You've just got to find that combination that works with the wiring of your particular unique and beautiful brain to be able to, to move past those issues and become the person you want to be. Mm-hmm. I just thought of a question for you, Doug, is when you're going through, you know, your your bout of depression, and one of the things that I've learned through talking to so many different people is they often feel like when they are going through whatever they're going through, addiction, alcoholism, depression, that they're a burden to their families. Have you ever in your depth of depression felt as if you were burdened to those who love you? Oh, not at all. I mean, it's, I almost think of it, I don't want to say it's the other way around sometimes. It may have been part of the cause of my depression or brain health issues that you, know, you almost feel like you're a burden to yourself, that people expect you to be happy and cheerful and you may go to, go to a store, go shopping, go to any, any place where there's people and People say you're so happy, you look so happy, and you know you must love your new house, and everything is great, and and yet inside you're just like simmering and suffering, and it's what's behind the smile is something that resonates with me that people don't know what's behind each other's smile. That you know, is there truly happiness, or is somebody covering up brain health with a smile and just like shoving it inside and keeping it hidden and just smile like everything's okay and everything probably isn't okay and that's what we're talking about today that i guess it's okay not to be okay Mm -hmm. and let's talk about it again there's help out there whether it's i understand whether it's doctors whether it's therapists there's help out there but 
again, talking about it is the first step. For us that know you, I mean, you truly have become the best version of yourself. And you took charge of yourself and made a difference in your life to fight against that depression. Tell us some of the things that you do. I, For example, walking, yoga. Well, right now I'm fighting against this cookie that you put in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I lost that battle a long time ago. <laughs> and no, I do yoga a couple of times a week and that's been very helpful. I do the I understand walks quite often. That's been very helpful. And again, doing what we're doing today is very helpful. Talking about it, trying to be there for someone and be there for anyone. The Doug Meyer Innovation Center is, is going to be opening cancer and brain health research. That is awesome. I love seeing just uh, Grand Rapids build up more and more and more. It's my home city. What's one thing you're hoping to accomplish with both cancer and brain health with the new Innovation Center? Well, I guess in a simplistic form, um, helping save lives and improving the quality of lives. And it's uh, I'm so excited. It's There's going to be some remarkable things going on there. I've had um, several trips to Germany for some cancer treatments that wasn't available in the United States. Well, it will be available in the United States with virtually no side effects and huge potential of not just prostate cancer, but other forms of cancer, breast cancer. It, it doesn't involve surgery. It doesn't involve heavy doses of chemo or radiation that destroys all good cells. It only affects the bad cells. And again, with virtually no side effects. And then tying that in with um, more and more research through nuclear medicine surrounding brain health and how brains are wired differently and whether it's we're gonna have a few rooms for ketamine infusions which I've been doing, and I know several other people that have been doing ketamine infusions, and it basically reboots the brain. It changes the wiring of the brain. And whether it's the addictive brain, whether it's the depressed, mentally ill brain, whether it's, the, again, the suicidal brain, it, it helps reset the brain. And we can monitor that. We can see that. And I think we're on the cusp of so many great new innovations in medicine surrounding mental health, brain health, and cancer treatments. And we want to be on the leading edge of that, and we will be. Absolutely. Is there a date for the ribbon cutting? Right now, I think it's 2-22-22. All right. For some odd reason. I like uh, that. Yes. I like that. Um, but hopefully, uh, um, the end of next year, we may have um, some treatments available. The German doctor has already agreed to come here. He's got a, his um, place on the Michigan State faculty already, and he will bring some of his doctors and research with him. And it's going to be truly remarkable what we're going to do down there. Well, I'm excited, so excited about that, because I'm hoping you will bring them along to do a podcast with us so we can find out more of what that incredible innovation center is going to be doing. Oh, I think you can plan on that. Uh, yeah. All right. You heard it here. <laughs> all right. As we close up, what is one thing that you would really like our listeners to take away from our conversation today? Open up, share, and talk about brain health. 
The power of conversation, the power of talking. Talking makes a huge difference. That's such a great point. And really in, the, in that conversation, you can be the one. This is, I understand, love heals. And it's okay. It's therapy. It's not courage. Well, thank you, Doug Meyer, for joining us today on Be The One. We greatly appreciate it, as always. Fantastic information. I love hearing your story. Thank you. My pleasure. Anytime. We'd also like to thank Mercantile Bank. We are uh, on location today. You may have heard a little bit of road noise in the back. That's just because we're out and about and being... Uh, socially distant. So thank you so much for listening to Be The One. I'm Aaron. And I'm Bonnie. But I would like to take a minute to thank oh, yes. Kim Rontala. Oh, yes. Kim. Kim, who, I, our new Kim, producer. Yeah, so Kim Rontala is our new, I understand, development director. Thank you for being here, Kim, and being our producer for this episode. Thank you very much. Be The One with oh, Doug Meyer. Ahead.